Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next chapter. I am Prim Saripapat. Hope everyone is doing well and at home, safely quarantined. Um, joining us today, very special guest, ESPN and Sports Center anchor, Kevin Nagandi, my good friend. Kevin, how are you? So good, good. to see you. How have you been handling all this? Uh, honestly, we've been very lucky. Uh, resilient is the way I would describe it. Um, obviously, uh, I work still. Uh, many of the sports center anchors are going in, and that's been great for me because I have a, se- a sense of normalcy at least like six to seven hours a day where I know what I'm doing and I'm using a certain part of my brain. And I actually like getting dressed up in suits. So it's like, okay, there's some something that's normal, right? Uh, my wife, uh, you know, she's working – on the road as well as at home because she works for a nonprofit. Oh, wow. And so she's making sure, uh, you know, her roles with uh, Connecticut Children's. Um, so, you know, the, her interaction with doctors and stuff is uh, she's been keeping an eye on stuff and, and then still doing her job you know, when it comes to PR. Um, my kids have been great because, you know, seven, six, and three, and we're still at that age where they, they, they think it's cool that they get to stay home every day. <laughs> I, I, I'm enjoying the idea of, hey, is it a home day? And you're like, yes, it is. And they're like, yes. And, and the cool Three thing, kids is a full house, Kevin. It is. And there are moments where, you, listen, it's not it's not a gravy train. There are moments <laughs> where you're like, oh, my goodness. Uh, you know, but I got to tell you, uh, it is it has helped them rediscover you know, playing with each other and not using like, you know, devices. We're really stringent on screen time where we have only a certain amount of time. We don't do, you know, you can't have an iPad in our house unless you're on the road, unless you're traveling on a plane or in the car um, or in like a hotel room. So at home, there are no iPads. Um, so Smart. the cool thing is, you know, we have like an hour for like PlayStation 4, but my oldest lost it this week. Um, because he, you know, he's, we're managing, we, we figured that that's the one thing he values. So we'll take it away if he's not <laughs> and they've discovered board games and like other, other toys in there and there, you'll, you'll discover this too, Love that it. there are so many toys around the house that it all gets lost in the jumble. And then they rediscover and they're like, Oh, it's like, yes. you know, like and that's what we're going through right now. So, uh, it's been very good. Oh, we throw the kitchen sink. I, I mean, I literally throw everything, anything from like pasta and shoelaces to making necklaces i'll get stuff from kitchen appliances i'll even get like you know toilet paper like things of toilet paper and he'll just he'll jump on them like they're pillows i mean it's just like really using anything <laughs> and then getting creative right yes like yesterday we made robots out of cardboard boxes oh wow like a whole morning project so i wanted them to design it now granted they had dad do it but I wanted them to figure the whole thing out and what do they want to do, how they want to add it, and like how do we make the arms and we got plastic cups. So we're using other things um, that we didn't, I think, um, think were in the house. But now it's like, no, hey, let's find this. Let's find that. And let's improvise and find a way to make it fun. In the end, though, Prim, I think you can probably attest to this and people who are watching. We have a tendency to overthink our <laughs> kids. Just like, what do we got? Let's figure it out. Let's find a way. Yes. And they're teaching us in the process. You you kind of mentioned about improvising. And I feel like in any work situation, everyone's had to improvise, whether it's doing it um, from home and distance learning or whatever. But how has all of this affected your work professionally as a sports center anchor? Hey, you got to be creative, right? And you got to find a way to um, to manage through 
moments where you're going to be serious because we're aware of the pandemic, but also find a way to add some levity and humor. Like the other day in commercial break, Laura Rutledge was joining us via FaceTime and she had a background of a bunch of wood and Carl Ravitch and I were joking with her and I made a comment to her. I was like, well, where exactly are you? And she's like, it's not a sauna. Don't, this is part of my house. <laughs> she was describing, you know, what was in the background and stuff. So on the air, I asked her a couple of questions about college sports and college football. And we were serious because we we're aware of the ramifications down the road and why we're in this position. But on the back end, I can have fun with her and say, you know, and, and you know, uh, uh, we asked her uh, during the commercial break, there's no truth to the story that she's in a sauna in the Swiss Alps. So you're and, and the whole whole crew was laughing and she had a fun time with it. Like those are the small little things. I got an email from somebody saying I was thinking the exact same thing <laughs> somewhere in Europe in like some ski lodge. And those uh, those are the things that we get the chance to do on Sports Center, where you're finding um, those moments where you're, you're humanize, humanizing everything, but saying we're all in this together. Um, let's get a little creative. Now I can tell you the challenge will be probably in May when the draft is done hmm. and we have to find the next thing because uh, May is still going to be silent. Are we in May a step closer to maybe June sports or at least June training camps or like spring training? I'm not sure. But I think May will be the month of clarity and understanding where we are going to be the rest of the summer. Uh, has it been challenging? You know, because we'll, you'll, for those that don't know, but Sports Center anchor, anchors will go in, you'll sit down, you'll write a two hour show. So when there's no sports and there's no live games or anything, thankfully you, there's the NFL draft. So you have that to look forward to. But how are yeah. you creating a two hour show when there's no live games? That is a credit to our producers. That's a credit to our coordinating producers and our talent bookers and the segment producers that are making sure that we are finding some type of content with the researchers giving some clarity. Every day we have some type of topic that we can or an interview that we could fall off of and say, all right, let's let's expand on off of those comments that we just heard. Mm -hmm. And then having, you know, guys in remote locations talk to us. Uh, you know, via Skype or via, you know, Glowpoint or FaceTime in their homes uh, helps us cr continue the conversation. The weird thing for many of us, it was for me the first couple of weeks, is I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to interact with people face to face. But I come in, I go to my cubicle on my desk and I'm writing the show. The producer will come over and he's 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 six feet away from me <laughs> with a banner or a mask and we're talking about the show. And I'm writing and I literally... Don't talk to anybody. Now, we have like these things called top lines that are on our screen, and you're aware of it, but those are like instant messages, right? And that we're getting instant messages from segment producers working at home. I'm getting texts from guys that I'm going to interview. Um, so we're doing all of this together in a virtual situation. Then I I go to, you know, DC2, yeah. and I'm in the makeup room applying my own makeup like it's old school 20 years ago in a local market. Right, because I heard they took away the, the makeup artists and everything. I'm applying, I'm going, where's my compact? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't want to be red or sweat right here. And this is where, this is for me. It's like my, literally my T-zone. So I love uh, the fact that you know that it's a T-zone, by the way. That's just, <laughs> that's just amazing in itself. <laughs> I got that from friends, I think. So we, we literally see five to seven people a day. Um, and wow. that's it. And, and literally... 
So we're on at five to seven. I come in the studio at four forty-seven. That's the first time I'm seeing my co-anchor. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So you guys and, aren't even near your your colleagues, or other than the producer. I mean, wow. Now, Kravich, uh, you know, I've been doing a lot of sports centers with him. Yeah. His office is directly uh, in my sight line, but I mean, just to give you an idea, Ravi will go into his office, but he also told me this is the first time he's been in his office in five years. Uh, <laughs> Because you know That's how crazy. we are on the road or we interact in a newsroom setting, right? right? A pod environment. We're not, you know, I'm at my desk because I have all my suits and my clothes there. I'm not ever sitting at my desk for more than yep. 10 to 20 minutes opening mail. And then you move up and then you go sit in, uh, in the newsroom where you go over to DC1, which is digital control, where you're sitting in pods with other producers, graphics guys, and you know researchers, and we all work together. We don't get the chance to do that, at least face to face. Has there been a silver lining or a blessing in disguise in all of this from a personal or professional perspective for you? I just think uh, it just emphasizes the teamwork at ESPN. Uh, it These are not uh, usual times, and you made a great point. How are we putting together a two-hour show? It has allowed us to think out the box in every single segment, right? It's allowed us to say, well, what is different? What can we do to make sure we enhance this conversation? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it has shown that we come together, and, and your experience, my experience, I think ESPN is one of those environments that when things hit the fan, we all come together. We do that so well. And tr- let's figure this out together, right? Um, it, it has made me uh, more aware of everybody's role. Well, I know mm. what everybody does, but you're more attentive by, okay, who's doing what exactly here? Help, help me understand. So it, it streamlines the confusion. And I think uh, you have more appreciation for everybody around. Our team was always great. I always knew that we were a great team, but um now more than ever when you see that everybody's um just no one complains head down do the job and that's what our 6 p.m crew has been all about yeah i think from a team you everybody's being forced in a position where our backs are against the wall and everybody's having to communicate way more whether it's at home or in the professional workspace because we're all you know you don't you take that thing for granted where you get to be physically co- close to people where the interaction is more than just the com- verbal communication but you can communicate and connect with people just yep. through a blink of an eye or a smile or something and so everybody is really having to be creative and and resourceful and i'm just wondering about like what it's been like at home for you guys you know just that communication and teamwork that you're having to work with your your wife and handling the kids and yep. all that you know, one of the things that's been cool, too, is uh, for her and I to be able to spend some time together has been really important because in this crazy business, she used to be in TV. Mm-hmm. So she used to work at nighttime, uh, you know, at the local NBC. And I, I my schedules and when you're at ESPN, your schedules all over the place. Like you, you go, your life is dictated by what the schedule's like. And I've been very lucky to have some consistency with the morning show for mm-hmm. five years and then transitioning to 6 p.m. show. But as a result, uh, we sometimes used to be two ships passing in the night where it's like, <laughs> all right, you know, we've got kids. Who's going to do what? That's a, hey, how are you? Nice to see you. How was your day? Got to go, you know? And now, now we get the chance to, hey, how are you? Let's actually <laughs> Especially with three kids. Like, you really yeah. have to work in shifts. 
You really do. And, and Prim, I'm glad you said that. And you got to be on the same team. you got to be on the same page here. No assumptions. If you make assumptions, something will fall in the cracks and the kids will just pounce in that crack. <laughs> <And they're laughs> That's so true. They will pounce yes. on that crack and capitalize and make it into a precipice, like a crevice, exactly. <laughs> like a ravine. Exactly. You are not locked in and making sure... And you're, if you're just reacting to something and not just saying, all right, let's let's try to figure this out, it, it can it can bite you down the road. So we've been really lucky in in doing that. I, I've been also lucky. In the morning, I wake up. I would normally take them, uh, one of them uh, to daycare and mm-hmm. the other two to the bus. I'm lucky that I wake up. I've got breakfast with them. We talk. We have like a whole schedule that we follow because the, the older ones need routine. Mm-hmm. It's really important to have routine. So we, okay, what are we doing at this hour? All right, this is the academic hour. This is the free time ac- hour. This is the creative hour. And actually, I, I really like, I kind of like being a homeschool teacher. Are you oh, serious? As, yeah. As you're, well, Mr. I feel like you're upsetting a lot of parents right now just by saying that. Because everyone's like, Kevin, that's it. End the interview. (laughs) I will explain it for one reason. Because I get our doses. I did a bunch of research that (laughs) the kids who are six, seven, eight years old, do not give them two or three hours of academic time. Give them one hour. Stay focused with them. Let's move on. Especially with boys. Let's have like a competition. We have a bunch of sports competitions in the house. That's great. Come back later in the afternoon. Let's have an hour of reading time. So it's an academic thing, but it's an hour of reading. I like that just because now I know where they're going. They, I, where I can see them challenge themselves, and mm-hmm. then I could challenge themselves. And I, it kind of gives me an idea of all right, how are we progressing? Personally, I don't just want to see test scores. I don't want to just see, you know, workbook paper paperwork. I kind of want to see how you're figuring the whole thing out. And you being an immigrant. Uh, daughter of immigrants, me being a son of immigrants, it takes me back to some of the things that uh, my mom and dad instilled in me that yes. I kind of do it now and kind of do it every single day uh, of the basics. And, and I get to do it when they're actually listening to me because they're only seven and six because I know in five years uh, I, they won't be listening to me the way they are now. Yeah, it's all over. Once they hit the adolescence <laughs> phase, it's all over. Uh, I, I love how you're turning – homework into a, an athletic competition. Um, I yes. wouldn't expect anything less from you. And speaking of that, I can see that you are, uh, your man cave, it seems like, is splattered with sports memorabilia. So I think it's time for quarantine cribs. Are you ready? Let's yes, do this. Right. Okay. So where is your favorite spot in the house? I assume it's where you're at right now. It's safe to say it would be right here, uh, you know, where I have a little bar in the back. Well, yeah. it's not little, but a nice little bar and I'm surrounded by, you know, kid stuff and my beautiful daughter's little play, you know, she's got her little dollhouse. That's a nice and, feminine touch to the man cave. Yeah. You know what? We need a little bit of that. There's too much <laughs> testosterone in this, as my wife would say. But, you know, if you like Philadelphia, then you may like some of this stuff. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nut when it comes to Philadelphia sports. This is one of my favorite things. That's, oh, wow. uh, Larry Bird and Dr. J, I remember... Everything about this, it was a preseason game in Hartford. And do you know, to this day, Larry and Dr. Jake deny that, that there was a fight. And really? look at them. Yeah, they're literally clutching each other's neck. That's fantastic. Yeah, Larry said, apparently, the, game, the, the story is that Larry, uh, 
you know, Dr. J came a little bit ahead of Larry, and these guys were major rivals, the Sixers and Celtics. And Larry, during the preseason game, made a comment out loud where other people heard, why are you having that old man guard me? Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, my, my, my man, Dr. J, well, Larry's a phenomenal trash talker. My man, Dr. J, did not appreciate that. <laughs> so, we got a little, you know, Dr. J and nice. my love for him. And so you mentioned a competition. So I've got a little Sixers wing and a Phillies wing. And then we've got this. Oh, yes. That's nice. I saw that on your Instagram. I saw your kids playing on that thing. I was wondering where that was. Yeah, it's a Papa shot. And we made a final four. Um, we made a really cool final four bracket thing where they decided the the categories, Prim. And Prim, you got to keep this in mind. Like when your little man gets a little bit older, we made categories where we 16 of their favorite superheroes. Yeah. That was one yeah. bracket. 16 of their favorite animals, another bracket. 16 of their favorite cartoons, and then 16 of their favorite candies. So we had different regions, and then they seeded them. This was all them. Oh, my god! And gosh. then we, we go to the Papa shot, and that's how we determine who would advance, who would advance, who would advance. That's fantastic. So, Look, can you show the bracket? Let me see that thing. Sure. It's a little jumbled, but, That's you know, great. Look at that thing. Seven-year-old would fill it out. Now, uh, understand this. My seven-year-old Foxes? also – Foxes? Is that who won? Yeah. Yeah, Foxes was the one seed, and he made sure – I think he rigged the whole thing. He made sure they won. <laughs> That's but, awesome. So I, this is how he would do it. Like, if there was a team that he really wanted to win, he would assess who was playing, and then he would give the assumed guy, uh, you know, team he wanted to win to the better person that was playing the game. <laughs> so, like, if I played him, he would miss, he'd be like, Dad, no, you beat Foxes. And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to be Foxes. But he knew that he was going to lose to me. So <laughs> – that's a smart boy. I see where uh, I have a feeling I understand where he gets his intelligence from. Uh, <laughs> while you're up and running, do you have a fridge down there? What's in your fridge? I do. We got a fridge. We got the little Eagles thing. Oh, yes. Yay. Uh, Eagles. See. see what we got. Some. God, man, uh, you've got like a serious. Jackson. Uh, so when I hit low and I lost my mind. So here's an assessment. Uh, we've. By the way, uh, funds uh, and liquids are low considering uh, where we're at in this time. But yep. this is uh, this is some of the stuff that we got Solid. out. Solid. I'll have uh, Grey Goose on the rocks, please. <clears throat> All right. Well, we've got plenty of that. We we, we are stacked with. Uh, Man, with... that's right, awesome. Fridge, fridge is here. Let's see. Um, Ooh, great. Let's see. We are not Coke drinkers, but we just brought it just in case. I'm a that's big. Good. Uh, I'm a. So I got a little low on the Heinekens, uh, I, and that was a while back. I, I'm a huge gin and tonic guy, so oh. I've got these uh, tonic waters. Do I see and, some wine coolers in there in the back? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is, I have no idea what this is. This is like a mixer that my my wife likes. The cucumber stuff I never understood in drinks. My oh. wife is a huge cucumber fan. Oh, refreshing. Um, yeah, so. Great. Really, the, the stuff is here, and I'll tell you one story about this, Prim. I don't drink Bud Light, but one day, this steel case showed up at my house with no, no like, return address, had no idea what was going on. So I opened it. By the way, it weighs, like, at least 40 pounds. I opened it. To this day, still don't know who sent it to me. No way. I don't know how that person got my address, 
But look what was inside. Oh, whoa! That's rad. That's yeah. pretty awesome. So it was, uh, it was kind of crazy. That's that, a little uh, eerie and a little creepy, but pretty cool as well. It's like creepy yeah. and cool. You know, I, I keep it just to keep it, but I have no idea what to do with it. I, there's no way I would drink uh, drink it because I, I'm going to save them. But it was, yeah, that's crazy. Um, enjoy this real quick. The six. <gasps> This, uh, oh the gosh. night they, they were honoring Indian Americans. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was really cool. That's really great. And then Mac Brown uh, gave me that when he was the head coach at Texas. And then uh, years later, I got the chance to work with Mac Brown on ABC. That's so. amazing. Your man cave has – you've got a pretty good sports memorabilia-infused man cave, even better than some of the athletes that I've talked to. And some of these athletes have – been around in the NBA, NFL, whatever, and yours is pretty impressive. Uh, <laughs> so who should we interview next? Who would you like to tag next, Kevin? Oh, man. Honestly, especially during a, a pandemic and being quarantined, I, for me, personally, I would love for you to interview Joel Embiid. Oh. I'd love to know what Joel Embiid is doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you know, aside from like some of his posts, but I- I'd be so curious what a guy like that is doing. Um, obviously, you know, he's he's giving back a half a million dollars and and helping uh, COVID relief. But like, what does he do to have fun? What does his cave look like? And how's he hanging out? That's that's what I'd be curious about. And is his man cave better than Kevin Gandhi's? I'll I'll, I'll, tr- I'll do my best. <laughs> It better be. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Kevin, thank you so much for joining the show. It's so great to reconnect with you. I'm so glad you and the fam are doing well and keep doing the good work that you're doing and spreading some smiles and and sports. And we certainly need it during this time. You're the best. Thank you so much. Stay safe and healthy. 